0: also shared how we have a heavenly father who is perfect someone we can totally rely on who is totally loving and totally good but now i want to broaden this out and ask uh, the children a question in fact uh, ben's going to run around for me so my question to the children is this what makes a great family because we're thinking about family today right let's quickly grab some answers nate love yeah love good answer Believing in each other. Believing in each other. Great. Yep. lindiana A really good sense of humor. A really good sense of humor. Very important. Any other suggestions? Yeah, we've got one over there. Mandy? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Right. Great answers. Now I'm going to broaden it out again. Okay. What makes a great church family? Okay. Yeah, I heard someone say the same thing. Lady in the dungarees there. There we go. Happiness. What was that one? Happiness. 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 Oh, it sounded like peanuts, didn't it? Everyone taking part and pulling together. Yeah, everyone taking part and pulling together. Yeah. Questions and answers. Yeah, questions and answers. G- absolutely. So Nate helped design this service for us. Prayers. Prayers, brilliant. Having people to turn to when you don't feel like you have anyone else to go to. Absolutely. So people being there for us when we've got nowhere else to turn. So great answers. Oh, Thomas has got one. God. God. Absolutely. Great answers. And the interesting thing, isn't it, that actually the things that make a great family, as in our home family, our biological family, if you like, are the same things that make a great church family, or many of the same things Anyway, so I'm going to share three things taken from that passage from Ephesians 3 that Clara read to us that I think we can add into that mix. Things that help us in our home families and things that definitely help us in our church family. And the good news is that the three things I'm going to share will help us to do all those other things that we've said are great for our families too. So what are they? Well, the first one is this, to be a people of prayer now i've got another question for the children now just to keep ben on his toes as he was tempted to put his mic down there right what makes us want to pray okay yep thomas Worships. what was that worship worship yeah worship inspires us to pray because we sing about god and what he's like and that he's powerful yep ben that way okay see what glenn thinks God and Jesus. Yep, God and Jesus. Their character draws prayer out of us. I think Nate's got one as well. Help and support. Help and support, that's right. We're looking for those things from God. And one from our prayer and spirituality ministry coordinator. No pressure. (laughs) Obedience. (laughs) Obedience, absolutely, because we're commanded to pray. So these are all good reasons to pray. And I think Paul agrees with all of those things. Because in that passage that we heard read, he says he bows before the Father. Now, why do we bow before someone? It's because we recognize that they are special. They are powerful. That they are worthy of our praise. But that also means they are powerful enough to answer our prayers. Powerful enough to hear all of those prayers going on all over the world at the same time and Paul says that he prays and he prays because he knows that God wants to hear those prayers and that God wants to answer those prayers and that prayer will make a difference so my challenge to us all first of all is do we pray for our families and do we pray for our church especially for all of those qualities that make a great family and a great church. Because I think we're tempted just to pray for problems, aren't we? We pray when something goes wrong. But actually we're commanded here to pray for our families when things aren't going wrong. To pray that they become great families. And to pray for our church family, that it becomes a church, a great church family. And all those qualities that we share that make a great family would be true for us. Don't just pray for problems. Pray for those good things That can make a good family great. That sounds like a strapline, doesn't it? There we go. But that's what we want, isn't it? Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so that's the first one. To be a people of prayer. Here's the second one. To be transformed by the Holy Spirit. To be transformed by the Holy Spirit. Because he is at work inside us. And that means that we can change. Now, it's easy to think we can't change, isn't it? When we were thinking about our dads, it's easy to think, well, they're always going to be the same, aren't they? You know, dads are what they're like. You know, they're not going to get any better. Is that what you think, Clara? <laughs> Who knows? But the Bible tells us that we can change. And the way we change is because God in the inside of us, on the inside, changes us from the inside out so that we become different people, better people. And it's in the passage, isn't it? Let me just read what Paul said again about this. He says, that I ask the Father to give you the power to be strong inwardly through his Spirit. And then adds, I pray that Christ will live in your hearts by faith and that your life will be strong and be built on love. And then the final bit, which I particularly love, that with God's power working in us, God can do much, much more than anything we can ask or imagine. More than we can ask, more than we can imagine. That's how powerful God inside us by his Holy Spirit really is. Now, small children do find the idea particularly of God inside us quite difficult to understand. Now, Clara, forgive me, uh, I don't think you'll mind this, but when Clara was about three or four, she declared suddenly or said to me, Jesus is in my heart. I can see his legs. (laughs) And it's a great line, wasn't it? We all like that. But it captures that sense that when you're very small, it's hard to imagine how God can be in us without him being physically in us so that we can see him moving around. But actually, God in us isn't like that. It's not like an unborn baby inside a pregnant mother. God inside us is like a voice. A voice of a mentor, of a friend, of a coach, of your favorite teacher. And that voice is talking to us through the day. What does the voice do? Well, the voice gives us desires for God. The voice gives us understanding of situations. The voice gives us a clear sense of what's right and wrong. The voice gives us a good thought, a good idea that would help us or help someone else. And what links all of those examples together is we know that that voice, that help from God inside us is not from ourselves, it's from someone else. And it's God inside us showing us a better way. So that's how God inside us by his Holy Spirit changes us. He gives us new desires, new thoughts, new understanding, And lots of other things that make a difference. Without which we would not be the best people we can be. And we would not see the right way to go. So the second way in which we can become a great church family and a great family at home. Is to allow the Holy Spirit inside us to change us. And it's a bit like the wind. Now we can't see the wind, can we? But how do we know the wind is there? Can any child tell me that, how you know the wind is there? Ben, There we go. That, the wind, we feel the wind. We feel the wind, brilliant Thomas, that's right, we feel the wind. Any other way in which we know the wind's there? No? Does a grown-up want to help? Yeah, I think Bethany's got an idea. There we go. You can see the trees moving. Absolutely. You can see the trees uh, moving. You can see the crisp brackets, the leaves blowing. So we can see that the wind is changing things because we see those things change. And it's the same with God in us. We can't see him in that sense with our eyes. But what we can see is the impact that he makes. We can see how people change. And when someone becomes a Christian, the amazing thing is that six months later, a year later, everyone who knows them knows that something has changed, because they have changed. And so they know that God has been at work. So we rely and allow God to transform us by the Holy Spirit. Here's my third and final thing. We need to be rooted in the love of God. We need to truly understand and absorb and accept and truly believe that God loves us more than we can possibly know or imagine. Now, there was a very simple children's song that I grew up with, um, which we don't tend to sing anymore now, but I reckon the grown-ups here will know, uh, will know it. And it, it, it sometimes, it, I, I knew it as God's love is very wonderful. Does anyone know that one? Lots of nodding going around. Sometimes Jesus' love is very wonderful. And, and the words are the same for the chorus. And when it comes onto the chorus, it goes like this. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll sing the first bit and you sing the rest, okay? Right, so high... So low, so wide, oh wonderful love. There we go. So that is that song back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever it was. And it quotes from this passage. It's telling us that God's love is so wonderful. It's wider, higher, deeper, lower than anything we can imagine, which means you can depend on it completely. Now, love, as we normally experience it, is limited, isn't it? We can all think of the people that we care about the most and how they do love us, but sometimes they let us down. Their love isn't always complete, and yet God's love is. Now, what difference does that make? What difference does it make to us to know that God loves us that much? This is my last question to the audience, Ben's last runaround. What difference does it make? Let's have some answers to know that God loves us so that much. This is for grown ups as well. I've got something different actually. Okay. (laughs) Tim That however often we get it wrong, he will always forgive us. Absolutely. However however often we get it wrong, he will always forgive us. Any other grown ups? Yeah, Kelly's got one. And then Pam at the back. You're encouraged. Yeah, It encourages us, absolutely. And then we've got Pam at the back. It's a totally secure feeling. Yeah, absolutely. It gives us a secure feeling. And these are all things that I was thinking about as well. It makes us feel good to know that we are loved that much by God. It helps us love others more because we have got that sense of being loved. It helps us to forgive others more because we know we've been forgiven. And it helps us not to worry too much about what others think about us because we are secure, as you shared, Pam, in the love of God. And that makes us strong. Do you remember back in the passage, Paul said that he prays that we would be strong. We become strong because we know that God's love is unshakable, which means that we're unshakable. We can love ourselves. We can believe in ourselves because we know that God loves us. And if we're good enough for him, well, we're good enough for ourselves. So do you want to be strong? Do you want to be unshakable? Do you want to be a great family? Well, if you do, be rooted in the love of God, trust in the Holy Spirit and allow him to change you and pray every day for those things. And he will do it because he loves us and because he is almighty. Amen. So we're going to uh, respond now to uh, to what.